If you want the ultimate advantage over your fantasy football league, you need to go to StatRoute.com for the best stats analysis tool available. Compare players based on performance for up to 10 seasons, home and away splits, the opposing team, weather, and more. Sign up today with the promo code SKULLKINGFF to get discounts on their research tool and DFS lineup builder. Again, go to StatRoute.com and enter the promo code SKULLKINGFF for discounts on the only fantasy stats research tool trusted by Skull King Football. Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. We have a, another great show for you today. Um, we're going to go over some of the news, some of the headlines. I've got a little bit of a rant that I'm going to be uh, kind of throwing out there. And then we are going to take a look at um, the difference between ADP and ECR. So the difference between the average draft position of where guys are going in mock drafts and drafts right now compared to where the expert consensus rankings have these guys ranked. So uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to go over um, a one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at, you know, guys that there's a, a bit of a discrepancy between where they're being drafted and where the experts have them ranked. So we're going to take a look at that. And then we'll call it a show. Again, we're trying to do things a little bit differently than what we have done in the past. Uh, you know, we used to run hour-long shows. And when we had two to three guys and, and we could kind of, you know, play off each other and bounce off each other, some ideas and some and some comments, that made sense. But since uh, the podcast kind of moved to just me doing it, um, I'm trying to get through the information and not just have this long, dry diatribe of me talking um, and just going off on my own thoughts. So we're going to try some quick hits, just give you the information and move on. I hope you guys enjoy this. And so, um, again, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, quick announcement. Again, the draft guide is up for sale. You can get that on um on skullkingfootball.com slash store and from there you can uh, choose either to get the pdf or the web version the pdf right now is ten dollars the web version is 15 however if you use the promo code from a couple of our partners whether you use the promo code tribune uh, from the south florida tribune uh they are uh, partners with us uh, here at Skull King Football, I do um, part of I uh, am the football expert for their radio show, the Sports Exchange. Um, so you know, if you use, you can use Tribune, or you can use the promo code StatRoute, which they StatRoute is our main uh, statistics provider um, and what we our main research tool for statistics here at Skull King. So use either one of those promo codes, and you'll get five dollars off. So the PDF will only be five dollars, or the uh, web version will only be fifteen, or will only be ten. The web diff, kind of difference between those two, PDF is a one-time download. The web version we are updating, we are adding new articles to as this preseason goes on. So we've added actually a couple since we've launched it a couple weeks ago. So, so that's where we're at with the draft guide. 
Um, and I think that's all that we have for announcements. Real quick, I need to get this rant just over with because it's been eating at me for the last few days. For those of you who are part of Facebook fantasy groups or even sports discussion groups, can we just try to be a little more civil? I understand that there are people that break break the rules of, of groups, okay? I get that. But calling them out and basically just saying, just going off on, you know, profanity-filled rants doesn't do anyone any good. It only makes yourself look like an idiot. And then, for those who go on and just try to confront and fight with these people, ignore them. Because when you try, the old saying goes, when you try to argue with a fool, no one can tell the difference between the two of you. So there, I've said it. Um, and again, for those of you, for, you know, if you're dealing with, I, again, I've had to deal with this in a group that I'm in. Um, if someone just is going off on you and calling you fake because say you do a pot, you have a certain opinion that they don't agree with, or in my case, because I do my podcast from my office in my living room, it doesn't look as professional as others. Let's not forget that guys like, Brad Evans does his in his basement, and the only reason it looks quite so professional, I mean, yes, he has the backing of Yahoo. He works for Yahoo. I understand that. But he records in his basement with a big tarp behind him that's the landscape of Denver because that's where he lives, okay? He has the equipment to make it work. We do what we can with what we've got. We express our opinions. If you don't like it, move on. Sound good, everyone? All right. So, now that we've gone through that, I've officially voiced my opinion on that. Let's go ahead and go through today's headlines. Today's headlines. All right, we've got a few things that we're going through. Uh, starting off, uh, Mark Reynolds of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, right now, they're looking at him being a uh, possibly being a featured target in this offense. Uh, considering that... In past years, when Joe Flacco was the quarterback, uh, he you know peppered tight ends with uh, with work. Uh, I think that's a possibility. I think it could be using those short range passes could be a good way to get Lamar Jackson uh, more comfortable in the passing game. And so, while I'm not necessarily advocating right now for Mark Andrews, I think that he could be one of the better receiving targets to go for, especially in, in deeper leagues. At the tight end position, that's definitely one uh, one guy that I would be looking at. Um, next up, Jack Doyle uh, with his the lacerated kidney that he suffered last year. He is not rushing his recovery. That puts a little bit of a damper on where uh, some of the experts have him ranked. Um, he, I mean, right now because of how well, um, oh, the guy last year, shoot, I'm having troubles. It's been a long week. Um, with how last year, uh, Eric Ebron, there it is. Eric Ebron did, uh, a lot of people are just forgetting Jack Doyle and what a lot of people don't, I may not realize in, in terms of the playing time when both of them were on the team and healthy, Jack Doyle was still getting 60% of the snaps while Eric Ebron was getting about 30% of the snaps. And that meant, yeah, there were times where neither one of them were on the field and times both of them were on the field. So it's just uh, definitely something to be to look at and be aware of. 
Uh, Eric Ebron is a is a target monster in the red zone, but um, if Doyle's healthy, he's he's going he could very well have a role. Uh, Duke Johnson, I mean, not huge news. He now has a new agent. He has uh, moved on from his old agent when from when he demanded a trade. It's possible that he's still going to be looking for a trade from the Browns, which is understandable. If you look at um, the fact that they brought in Kareem Hunt, if Kareem Hunt can keep out of trouble, he will take over as the number two running back there. And so Duke Johnson, and they've already said they're not going to move him to being a slot receiver, so... Duke Johnson could be a a great pass catching back out of the backfield for another team. He just has two really good running backs in front of him. So, um, so we'll see. We'll kind of see how that plays out. And if he goes somewhere else, that could definitely put a lot of fantasy relevance on him, depending on where he goes. Uh, Josh Jacobs has officially signed his contract. So for those of you who are fearing, uh oh, he's going to hold out. This could cause some issues when it comes to. Um, where he's at for uh, this coming season. If he misses some training camp, that's all done. Contract is signed. He's good to go. Uh, a lot of people have been harping on Damian Williams being the starting running back for the Chiefs, saying it's not going to happen, that Carlos Hyde is going to take over that role. Um, it has been officially announced. Uh, it, will, it, was, it was mentioned... About a month ago, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs had stated that, um, uh, I can't, Bynamy, I think was his last name, that Damian Williams was going to be the starter. Um, a lot of people are like, no, that, that can't be. It's not from, it's not from Andy Reid. It's, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be Carlos Hyde. He's going to take over the role. Well, it's officially come out now that, the full-time starter is going to be Damian Williams, as announced from head coach Reed. So, I mean, if you look at Carlos Hyde, I know that the you know people have mentioned that. Um, whoops, let's go to career stats. There we go. Uh, that Hyde has has had the opportunity to catch balls in the past. The thing to look at, though, if you look at his his season over season, he's had one. See where's uh, there? Oh, there's his receiving stats. He's had one season of more than 27 catches in a season. One season of 59, and that was his last season with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, he has never had a 1,000-yard rushing season. Uh, he's put together was it uh, in his last season with San Francisco? It was what 20 or 1,200 yards, almost 1,300 yards. So a um, solid season, but he's never been relied on to be a pass-catching back. That just wasn't his thing. Um, you know, last year when he was with the Cleveland Browns, they didn't they didn't need him to catch the ball. He had six receptions in six games before they shipped him off. Um, and was it uh, was it averaging 3.4 yards per carry? He's only had was it uh, since 2016 he has not averaged more than 3.9 yards per carry. So Carlos Hyde is he's turned into a plodding bruiser back. He is not going to take over this job from Damian Williams. Um, you know, so we'll see if maybe one of these undrafted rookies can kind of work their way up. That's kind of, you know, in Andy Reid's offense, that's the way he likes to work. So we'll kind of see how that goes. But as far as I'm concerned, Damian Williams is the starter. He's in an, in a Andy Reid offense. He is going to have a very good season as long as he stays healthy. Moving on, Melvin Gordon has officially announced that he wants either a new deal or a trade. 
I've seen that he is willing to hold out this season, going to last the last uh, season of his contract. And so, you know, I've seen people mention that Austin, oh, this seriously increases Austin Eckler's fantasy value. I would contend that it raises Eckler's value a little bit. The person that I'm more interested in, if Melvin Gordon sits out, is Justin Jackson. If you look at the stats of what happened last year, when Eckler filled in for uh, Melvin Gordon, he didn't really increase his numbers all that much. Uh, he was still a, a, an okay, middle-of-the-road running back, too. Um, Justin Jackson, in terms of running between the tackles, was a much more effective runner, and Eckler was still you know, mainly a pass-catching back. And I think that if Eckler has someone who can still run between the tackles, it makes him more effective as a pass catcher, where if he is... If he is the sole guy, he doesn't have the power, he doesn't have the size to run up the middle, and therefore teams just play base defense up the middle and can game plan for him outside the tackles in terms of running outside the tackles and catching the ball outside the tackles. So, you know, this if, if Melvin Gordon sits out, which I'm not seeing that happen, if Melvin Gordon sits out, uh, Eckler goes up a little bit, uh, but I'd be much more interested in seeing where, how it affects Justin Jackson in terms of running the ball. Uh, Dante Pettis has been officially deemed a great talent by Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, uh, Garoppolo said that he is going to be ready. Um, I believe he said he's going to be ready for training camp. He's uh, going to be ready to go. So, um, yeah, he's good to go is what he has said. So that, uh, that will be... Um, I think a really good thing for the San Francisco 49ers. I think that Garoppolo is the more effective quarterback um, than than Nick Mullins. Um, so, uh, Jameis Winston has improved a ton, according to quarterback coach Clyde Christensen. Um, you know, a lot of people could say this is just coach speak. Um, I do, having looked up who Clyde Christensen is and kind of where his background is, I do have. Um, a little bit of a nudge more towards uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, he is one of my quarterback sleepers for the season. And so uh, I like what he could possibly do this year. Clyde Christensen was the, um, just kind of looking at what he has done. Uh, he has been the quarterback coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 99-2000, uh, offense coordinator in 2001. He went to uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Was a wide receiver coach from 2002 to 2007, uh, and then 2008 also, and was the offensive coordinator from 2009 to 2011. So he was there during the Peyton Manning era, and then was the quarterbacks coach for the first four years of um, of uh, of Andrew Luck's career. So he has worked with very good quarterbacks. So I think seeing improvement, I think his eye seeing improvement, I think is is a is a plus. Uh, uh, as far as I can tell. And uh, our last thing that we are going to cover, Darius Geis has suffered a, a setback with his hamstr uh, hamstring injury, making him questionable for camp this year. Uh, makes things very difficult for him uh, to be ready for the season. And... Yep, it looks like that is... Uh, a uh, quick thing that uh, NFL has suspended Jets tight end Chris Herndon for the first four games of the season 
uh, due to a substance abuse policy violation, pleading guilty to a DUI in June of 2018. Um, he's I know that he is a guy that some people have projected as a possible sleeper going into this year's tight end. Um, not really on my radar screen right now. After these first four weeks, kind of see I, I want to kind of see where the the tight end landscape lays. Really, once you get past the first top three guys, you know you got that middle tier of like four to eight, and then after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. So, um, I'm holding off on 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 Herndon anyways uh, as far as the tight ends go. All right, so I want to do just real quick. Um, again, we're trying to do quick hits here. I want to go through ADP versus ECR. And we're going to look at four guys that, you know, have a semi-decent discrepancy in where they're being drafted and where the uh, experts have them ranked. So the uh, average draft position, I believe, is actually a combination, basically an overall combination on, on FantasyPros.com that combines Fantasy Football Calculator, uh, Yahoo, and ESPN drafts. And so... Um, and then the expert consensus ranking is from uh, Fantasy Pros, which I am a part of. Uh, I'm a part of that expert consensus. So uh, for some of these rankings, you can blame me uh, partially. So uh, our first uh, first position that we'll be looking at is uh, quarterback. And the guy that we're, we're looking at here is Tom Brady. And the difference between the ADP uh, and, and the expert consensus is he is being drafted right now as the quarterback 13 in drafts. But as far as the experts have him ranked, they have him ranked right now as the uh, quarterback 21. Um, I think I have him ranked right around quarterback 17. If you look at what uh, what he is going through in terms of the um, uh, you know the changes on his team, he's lo he loses Gronk. Um, he has I mean his main pass catchers now are Julian Edelman and James White. And then a rookie in the Keel Harry that's you know hasn't played an NFL snap, so he's unproven. Maurice Harris, who was a backup in the slot role for the Washington Redskins last season, and then uh, you know Philip Dorsett, who really hasn't proven anything yet, and Josh Gordon, who can't seem to get his life straight. There's a lot of questions around the receiving core and who's going to be catching balls for Tom Brady, which could push the uh, the Patriots to be more of a run-heavy team. So the, again, I'm. In the middle of this, uh, you know, I'm right in the middle at number 17, um, between where the uh, where the ADP and the ECR are at. So, uh, and in 2018, just for reference, he finishes the quarterback 14. Um, so, uh, the next one, running back Marlon Mack, his current ADP, he is being drafted as the running back 19 in, and this is half point PPR. The expert consensus has him ranked as the running back 14. Um, you know, five places higher than where he's being ranked. Um, I want to say, if I can pull up my my rankings and where I have him, let's go ahead and view this. Shouldn't take too long. Uh, in terms of running backs, I have him ranked in half-point PPR as the running back number 13. So uh, I actually have him high, uh, one step higher than the expert consensus. The Part of the reason why is how well he played uh, – once he came back from injury, I want to say he played week one, missed weeks two through five, and came back week six. From week six to week 16 in half-point PPR, Marlon Mack was the running back 10. So he he can put it together. Um, I know that Naheem Hines got a lot of a lot of play as the um, receiving back, 
And through was it the first five weeks, he was, I mean, everyone was all over having Naheem Hines. But really, once Marlon Mack came back, they really cut down on the amount that they passed to him, uh, to, to Hines, and used Marlon Mack more, you know, passed to him a little bit out of the backfield and used him a lot in the running game. And so I really like Marlon Mack for this year. I think that he could be a solid play. And if you can get him at the, you know, at the running back 19 position in half-point PPR, I think that that's going to be a bit of a steal for you um, coming into this season. So uh, as moving on, uh, wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, half-point PPR is being drafted as the wide receiver 29. Uh, the expert consensus has him as the wide receiver 22. And looking at where we have him, I have him a little bit lower than I'm, again, kind of between. I have him as the wide receiver 27 in half-point PPR. Uh, looking at where he finished in 2017, he finished as the wide receiver 13. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he was healthy the entire season. And he had uh, Carson Wentz healthy for most of the season. And then once... Um, once Nick Foles took over, they really were able to keep that passing game going. And so he was able to, you know, keep the, the same kind of chemistry going. Uh, last year he missed, I want to say, the first three games. And I want to say week four through 16, where he was uh, there and available, he was the wide receiver 19 for the season. Again, I'm still kind of questioning whether or not there's going, you know, how that offense is going to work, whether or not Carson Wentz can stay healthy. If Carson Wentz goes down, who's... Who's I, I can't even think of who the backup quarterback is for the Eagles right now. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on and be aware of. You've got Zach Ertz. You have, they drafted uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who could be a real red zone threat for them with Zach Ertz. You've got Dallas Goddard, who, as a rookie last year, had a very decent season as a tight end, even with, even with Ertz there. Um, and so they have a lot of ways to, s to spread the ball out. And so... Um, Alshon Jeffrey, again, has been dealing with injuries more and more as his career has gone on, so I'm not as big on Alshon Jeffrey. And then finally, uh, the last one, Jack Doyle, again, his ADP, he's being drafted as the tight end number 20. The experts have him ranked as the uh, tight end number 15 in half-point PPR. I personally have him as the tight end 10. I think if he can come back healthy, he's going to be utilized enough to be a very uh, consistent um, producer in half-point PPR leagues. Um, he didn't, you know, what did he play? Played like seven or eight games last year. Was off and on with injury. Um, but again, if he can stay healthy, I like where he could be. Now, taking into account that he is, you know, not rushing through this injury with the lacerated kidney, it's completely understandable. So for me, I am willing to wait a little bit um, and maybe even, you know, bump him down right now and kind of look at where other people are at and uh, and make some adjustments to my rankings now that this news has come out. So, um, so that's where we're at. Um, in terms of you know where people are being drafted, where the experts have them ranked, and where you know where I have them in terms of both of those, so um, I hope you guys like this episode. That's all we got for today. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. Again, my name is Ryan Skullroot. I hope you like this quick hits episode. Uh, we look forward to uh, to bringing you another one a little bit later, and we'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation! Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.